0: everyone. It's time for another episode of Rebecca and Rebecca. My name is Rebecca Yager and my partner in reading and writing and reviewing and loving books is Rebecca Reed. Hey, Rebecca.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Hey, doing well. It's a beautiful day here in Texas. And we are super, super excited to have gabrielle meyer with us today because we loved this book and if you saw our review that we did last month we loved in this moment um and so we're excited to talk to her and talk to her about her writing process and life in general so welcome gabrielle we're glad you're here thank you thanks for having me well thanks for being here so i'm gonna uh read your bio a little bit just to introduce everyone to you and then we'll dive right in so Uh, Gabrielle is a wife, mom, writer, friend. I'm already tired. (laughs) Gabrielle lives on the banks of the upper Mississippi River with her husband and four children. As an employee of the Minnesota Historical Society, how fun. She fell in love with the rich history of her state and enjoys writing historical and contemporary novels inspired by real people, places, and events. The river is a constant source of inspiration for Gabrielle, and if you look closely, you will find a river in each of her stories. I like that. When Gabrielle's not writing, you might find her homeschooling her children, cheering them on at sporting and theatrical events, or hosting a gathering at her home with family and friends. You sound busy.
2: (laughs) It is busy, but it's good. All of those things I enjoy a lot, so when you enjoy something, it's not quite so much work. Isn't that true? I I
0: yeah. love
1: that.
2: So. Laundry I don't enjoy so laundry is work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, see my deal is I don't mind putting stuff in the laundry or in the dryer it's just sometimes getting it out of the dryer and put away that mm-hmm. takes longer yeah. than it
1: should. <laughs> okay. Um that's when I that's when I listen to good books is when I'm doing yeah. stuff that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so distraction. So um History, Buff, which I loved. Um, I was telling Rebecca earlier as we were discussing your books that um, I lived in Virginia as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I loved Williamsburg, loved Jamestown, loved mm-hmm. DC. So you, you hit a lot of my favorite things um, in your books. But I want to find out a little bit more about you. And you have a love of, uh, besides
2: history, a little love of genealogy. Okay. I do, actually. Um, so I live in central Minnesota. And um, I'm actually the fifth generation on one side of my family, but on the other side of my family, my grandma came to Minnesota from Oregon and she, um, her family trekked across the country. Like I have loved learning about her family, but that side of the family actually came to America in 1607 with the first group of um, colonists who came to Jamestown. So... um, not only that but there was a lot of of um i mean there was there was only a couple thousand people in those first like 20 years and so they kind of all knew each other they're intermarrying so i actually have a lot of family that came to america between like 1620 and 1640 they call it the Great Puritan Migration. And so um, as I look back at a lot of genealogy, I see family, um, the founder of Salem, Massachusetts, Roger Conant was actually one of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I have ancestors on both sides of the Salem witch trial, um, accused and accusees. And so um, as I look at genealogy, I'm not surprised that I love American history. It's just kind of part of my DNA. And so One of the little Easter eggs um, in in my books is that I actually used family names, surnames, um, for almost all of the main characters in this series. So um, in the first book, Libby Conant, that's after Roger Conant, um, and specifically in this moment, book two, all of the heroes and also the heroine, all of her last names are family, family names. So kind of a, a nod to my past
0: I love that. A little bit of inside trivia there. on that. Yeah. So, are, do you build characters from any of your ancestors or what you know about your ancestors um, besides the last names? Yeah.
2: So not, um, I have not yet. There are a few of them that I have considered um, bringing into books, but I haven't really delved too deeply into um, to telling their stories yet just because I have so many other ideas to tell right now. Um, so... You know, I'm sure, you know, I kind of like to try to imagine that my ancestors are in the pages of of these books, you know, kind of watching what's going on, but have not put them in yet, no. Well,
0: you know, you have future inspiration. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) definitely. Um, Okay, so being a wife, mom, homeschooling mom, four kids, you have to have a writing schedule of some sort
2: to put out the books. you know, right now. I do. And, um, you know, I should preface it by saying that my two oldest are actually almost completely independent. So it's just the two younger boys that we homeschool. And my husband um, owns a landscaping and lawn care company. So he's home all winter. And so he does a lot of the work with the kids, too. So I'm not doing it all. Um, But I do have a very detailed schedule. Actually, I write six to seven books a year um, for three different publishers. And so you know, I've been doing this long enough that I, I know how long a book should take me to write. And then I also know generally how long it'll take me to edit. Um, and so I can lay out a schedule that's pretty fair. You know, um, I give myself lots of time off. We have uh, my daughter's graduation party coming up in a few weeks and I'm taking off time for that. So, um, of course, life steps in um, this last year. uh starting in January we had a bunch of things kind of pop up into our lives that made my schedule kind of laugh at me <laughs> so my husband had um, a hip replacement surgery which was expected we knew that um, but then my son actually one of my twins uh, they're 13 and um, he had to have a heart procedure down at the children's hospital and so it was just weeks of trying to figure that out and you know get a diagnosis and thankfully it was, taken care of and he's doing just fine and should have no complications but you know when that happens then um I try to give myself a little buffer of weeks you know on either end of my writing so that I can kind of move things around but I did get I got behind and and it was kind of tough to to catch up but I did it so (laughs) here we are (laughs) yay well I I like your reward and you
0: may have to share with me your reward I saw was caribou Java Chunk. Now, Caribou is a coffee brand, but is that an ice cream brand in Minnesota? It's not in Texas, so I'm not familiar. Yes.
2: Okay. So, yeah. So, Kemp's is a Minnesota ice cream or uh, dairy brand that we have here. It's a pretty popular one. And then Caribou is our version of Starbucks. It's a Minnesota coffee company. And so, they teamed up and they created this Java Chunk ice cream. And oh my God. You know what? I wish I could say I saved it for a treat, but I enjoy... That treat almost every single night <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so good it's just anyway so i i pity anybody who doesn't have access to this ice cream because it's pretty amazing
0: well then pity me i guess but in <laughs> texas, texas we have bluebell if anybody which is yes. very regional around here so. yeah <laughs> right. um i presume your motivation for most writing um like most writers is deadlines Correct. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, actually um I I liked your question that you had sent me earlier about motivation, you know, because I've been thinking a lot about it lately. And um I heard a really good uh quote. It said that motivation isn't found, it's created. And when I dug deeper into that, um I realized that motivation really comes from just being committed to something and showing up every single day and doing what you have agreed to do. Um, And so, yeah, for a lot of writers who are on contract, um, or even for those who choose to self publish, we usually have some kind of deadline um, that we have to meet. And so, you know, this last year, had I not had a deadline, maybe getting behind in my writing wouldn't have been such a big deal. But because I have those deadlines, um, I didn't have a choice. I had to sit down and get the work done. But I look at my work really like, I would, if I had a full-time job, you know, if I was a teacher or a doctor or any other, you know, profession out there, you show up every single day to your job and you you get it done. And um, a lot of us don't have a choice. We just got to get it done. So that's what I look at my writing as. It's my full-time job. And so I sit down every day, whether I feel like it or not. And I get those stories written. Most of the time I feel like it. I really enjoy writing for sure. But, you know, it's finally spring out here in Minnesota. Oh, a little dear. tough on some days but I take breaks in between you know I usually write for about an hour and then I'll take my dog on a walk and kind of refresh and get moving again and so yeah those are little mini rewards is yeah. taking her out on a walk.
0: Yeah. Minnesota is an absolutely beautiful state especially in the spring so yes that's good but again anyone who thinks writing is glamorous let me sit there and the words flow. <laughs> to discourage anyone but it is a business right. and it is hard work and I think Rebecca mm-hmm. can attest to that too with her she's a teacher in the in daytime job and then I don't know how she puts out the number of words you put out Rebecca <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the same thing I mean I just sit down and I I get up earlier in the morning because I know that I'm going to be at school and so I I do I write before I go to school I go to school I do that and then I come home at night and I write some more and That's how it works. It's just exactly what Gabe said, you know. <laughs> so Gabriel, it's like you just do it because that's that's how you schedule it. So you figure out when you can do it. I write a lot on the weekends. That's how I mm-hmm.
0: do. It. Yep, make it happen. Okay, I, I got to get into in this moment, um, and and we had a couple of questions. <laughs> One of them came up during our review of this. You talk about being a super plotter, but then we were also curious. So you talk to us about your plotting um process but because you're writing in different timelines and especially in this moment three different timelines um did you write one timeline at a time or did you write sequentially or how did you make this work with with you know you still got the the maggie the main character but you still got to make it all work
2: yeah yeah. So I honestly, I don't think that I could write these books if I wasn't a super plotter, as I call it, um, because there's so much going on. So like you said, In This Moment has three different timelines. They're 1861, 1941, 2001. So for anybody who hasn't read it or um, seen the premise of it, um it's about a woman who is born with a gift to cross time so she goes to sleep in 1861 next day she wakes up in 1941 next day she wakes up in 2001 then she goes back to 1861 and no time has passed while she's gone um and on her 21st birthday she has to choose which of those lives she wants to keep and which one she'll forfeit forever so i chose those three timelines um because i was always fascinated um by the fact that the american civil war and world war ii took place on very similar ending years. So 1861 to 1865, 1941 to 1945. Um, And then on September 11th, when everything was happening, I realized it was 2001. It was another one. And I'm not really a numbers person, a numerology doesn't really, I've never studied it, but that just fascinated me. So when I decided to give her three timelines, it just kind of made sense to me that I would take those years um and so when i laid out this plot um i have a i have a spreadsheet and it is color-coded and and each little box i i kind of do a brief or a brief um well kind of synopsis of that chapter and um I kind of had to lay it out to make sure that all of the main events that I wanted to cover would line up so that the reader doesn't feel like they're being jerked back and forth or that it's very episodic. You know, I wanted her to be able to experience something in 1861. And then the next day when she wakes up in 1941, not only is she going to experience what's happening there, but she's going to reflect upon what's going on in her other timelines. So to answer your question, I write um, very linear. I don't jump around. I start in 1861 and I would write that chapter one day. I would come back the next day, read what I wrote, and then write chapter uh, 1941. Then the next day, 2001, I wanted to move through the story like the reader would move through the story and like uh, Maggie would so that, like I said, she's kind of reflecting and so that it feels like one person living these three different lives. So yes, I wrote it all in sequence. Yeah.
0: I think it's amazing because yeah. we loved it. We loved book one as well, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. excited about. So, so book three is already written. So it is. Yep. Have you gone yep. through so I, edits or? Sorry.
2: Yeah, it's okay. Um, I just got the um edits back. The first content edits. I got my letter from my editor just this last week, so I'll um start working on that um on June first. It's on my schedule. and so um I'll have a month to work on those and um yeah so I don't want to talk too much about book three because I don't want to ruin anything for book two but one of the timelines I can say this I won't give anything away is set in 1692 during the Salem witch trials Mm -hmm. so that's that was really intense to write about I did a lot of research and yeah so it was it was that's such a
1: controversial time, too. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I bet your research was really interesting because you were getting both, like, both sides of that mm-hmm. issue. I mean, there's so many things. And I think time has changed the way we look at it, too, a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're, so how do you do, I mean, I think that's one of the challenges of historicals is that, you know, we process history with a modern view, and we know, yeah. you know, we have that ab- ability to look back and see the, 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 how things, you know, pin together to create that s- sequence that, you know, and eventually came about. But when you're in the moment, not to quote the book, or anything, but <laughs> when you're, when you're, you know, doing the research and you're writing it, you have to, she's there. Now, mm-hmm. if they're, if they have a future timeline, then they would know some of that too, which we kind of experienced in, in the, in the moment, in this moment, um, with mm-hmm. Maggie, but you know, how challenging is that to like be able to peel away the modern viewpoint, especially for the characters who are only in that timeline and you can't express anything from a modern viewpoint.
2: Yeah, no, it's tough. And I think anybody who writes historical fiction would agree that it's tough to give your characters, um, the right perspective for the time period and, but also to realize that you are writing a book for modern sensibilities and modern opinions and ideas. Um, So that is a challenge to stay true to those characters. And this is different too, because, you know, they have a, a future knowledge of other things so they can look back, like you said, and have a different perspective than the people around them. That also makes it kind of fun to write about because the character does do that like she has this um this idea of what's actually happening while she can't really talk to anybody else about what she thinks it is and so you know one of the challenges too in writing books like this is that i know that a lot of readers who read it might disagree with you know how things are presented or are you know i did a lot of research and so i have my own kind of theories about what was going on and i never really come right out and say what i think happened in salem um the character has some ideas but i mean will we ever really know i don't think we will but there actually are some really good modern theories about what what took place there that i was really excited to learn about that i hadn't known before so so, so yeah, yeah so it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I and
1: I know that what you mentioned as far as um the character having foreknowledge actually became quite a source of conflict in 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 this moment mm-hmm. too.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, to me the hardest thing was her going from 2001 back to 1861 with her knowledge of 2001 especially. Um that's such a big yeah you know jump on that to do that um so what is book three's title and when does it come out
2: um I don't have a title yet for it um but it releases in May of 2024 so another year but yeah but hopefully it'll be worth the wait I hope um and then I just signed another contract um, with Bethany House and so I'll be doing another series for them and um they'll be coming out every six months so won't be quite as long to wait is this
0: the american dollar princesses
2: series yes yeah yep and that that idea was kind of born from my research from book number one when the day comes because libby is a dollar princess um and so i just just the research that i did i was so fascinated i thought oh this deserves the series all its own so um each of those books are also loosely inspired by um movie musicals so the first one is inspired by my fair lady so so for anybody who might be a fan of movie musicals there'll be a few nods to my fair lady in there that that you'll recognize yeah <laughs> even, my even, language <laughs> yeah he even says something about the street where you live oh god you <laughs> know fun little just little things that you know slip right in and and I I love My Fair Lady just one of my favorites so yeah
0: well um I I admire your research because it does seem just thorough you place us right there with the characters in the time periods it's done so well so your research seems to take up the bulk of your time and you write really fast Then once you're plotting yeah Laid
2: out, yeah, yeah, yep. so um my research usually for about six months, I'm reading uh, books or listening to audiobooks is what I do the most. um, and my poor children and husband, actually, I don't feel bad for them because they enjoy it. They just don't always say that they enjoy it. <laughs> but we we listened to so many audiobooks, um nonfiction audiobooks, and sometimes I'll listen more than once to them because there's just so much that comes um but yeah so i so for instance in this moment i did several several months of research you know while i'm writing other things while i'm doing other things um it took me about a week to plot it to lay it all out to get the synopsis written um and then i fast drafted it in five weeks so it it comes together very quickly from that point
0: so, when, when you have it out, well, I think in this moment, Rebecca, correct me if I'm wrong. I think was probably one of our favorite books we've ever reviewed. Um, oh, thank you, truly. Really.
1: Yeah, and I loved book one, which is why I suggested we do this one. When I saw you were, it was coming out, I'm like, Rebecca, we have to read this book because <laughs> the first, first one was really, really good. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so um yeah i was captivated by the the whole premise of it i thought it was really a unique way to deal with um the time travel idea um yeah it just really was fascinating and i just i really liked it and i like i thought you did a great job with the setting and the characters and i just and 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 it continued right into um the second book too and i'm sure that the third book will be just as good i'm confident there is- Thank
2: you. I am feeling a little pressure. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think so many people um have so many expectations that I'm trying not to let let that, you know, hinder me in any way. But um, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do with each book is to set them each apart so that, you know, like book one, she had a very clear desire. She knew which, which life she wanted. So in book two, I wanted her maggie to not have a clear picture of what she wanted and so that that would you know be one of the main differences and then in book three i have a completely different setup too so that's that's my hope and desire is that each book will be fresh and kind of work within the same kind of premise or story world or time travel rules but stand apart as its own yeah. its own story so that's that's the dream the hope the goal
0: no, you did. You succeeded really well between book one and book two from in this oh, yeah. moment. I thought, how would I finish book one? I'm like, how is she going to change this for in this moment? You know, <laughs> <And> you did. <laughs> Thank you, Brilliant. Then, So Don't feel pressure.
1: No, I think I was like when I was reading book two, I was like, what is she going to do differently for book three? Because, you know, again, like I could tell that was what you were kind of going for was, you know, the same basic idea, but with a different focus. And um So I was like, oh, the whole time I was reading, I'm like, what is she going to, how is she going to make this be different? So I thought you did a really good job of setting up book three and book two. um, And I'm excited about that idea because that'll be
2: different and new and fun. Yeah. Um, My, my hope is um, moving forward. I've had a lot of people ask for more books in the Timeless series. And um, because I'm going to shift gears with Bethany House, I've thought about um, possibly self-publishing um, a fourth book, but I really want to delve into the villain side of time crossing in book number four. So um, there will be pirates and um, I will kind of introduce in the end of book three, um, the heroine for book four, but it'll be a very slight nod to who that is. I think you'll know by the end of the book, but um, you know, kind of wanting to wrap it up with, the contract with Bethany House so that it feels complete and every, you know, all of the, the things are, are brought back together, but hinting at the possibility of another one. So. No,
1: like well, I mean, yeah, this would be something like you could just stick a book, you know, cause you could do so many different things and you have a lot of characters already that are mm-hmm. in there that you could kind of spin off of. And, you know, so Uh, Yeah, that would be fun. I like that idea. That's the
0: plan. (laughs) We're thrilled. All right. Well, um, when the day comes is out now in this moment, which is what we're really talking about um, with our review last month and this interview is out now. So get them and then wait patiently. 2024
1: not so patiently but you know you have
0: to wait so for book three but we're excited that there's more coming and a new series is coming too so we've got lots Mm -hmm. to to look forward to because i know once you read one of these books you're going to be a fan of gabriel meyer Uh, gabriel tell us where people can find you your website or facebook
2: so Yep. um, My website is gabriellemeyer.com. And um, if you go there, you should be able to find all of my social media links. I love Instagram and Facebook. I'm there far too often. Um, And you can also sign up for my newsletter there as well.
0: Well, fabulous. Yeah, sign up for the newsletter because then you'll know when all the books are coming out as a as a reader so it's a great thing to do to connect with the author and uh and know when everything's happening and sometimes they give sneak peeks or fun hints mm-hmm. or cover reveals ahead of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's very good uh, any other questions for gabrielle rebecca you need um,
1: yeah i mean yes but not right now <laughs> well, we'll wait all right
0: in this moment is out now find gabriel at gabriel meyer n-e-y-e-r.com and uh, we so thank you gabriel for being here today and for talking with us and um, we wish you well on your future books and uh, maybe we'll have to have you back
2: well thank you so much for having me all right Um,
0: that's it for now everyone we hope to see you next time and this is rebecca and rebecca thanks again (music) Oh, <music>